Uh. <laughs> well, that's why we don't have the mics on yet, right? <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you ready to go, my friend? Reggie, the producer? All right, let's go. Let's do this thing. Episode 286, put it in the book. I'll give you the uh, three S's. I'll give you the countdown. You give me the music, I'll give you a podcast. All right. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. <laughs> That's my Springsteen count off. Okay, you ready? Here's the three S's. Star, smile, strong. I even liked the way I liked where your uh, where the levels were even during my my countdown. They still stayed in a good spot. Nice. Leave it right there. If I need to um, accentuate and I get overexcited during the podcast, I know that I will still be um, well within the range so that uh, the voice doesn't crack or it doesn't get distorted. So very nice. It looks like you have finally figured out where my level should be after how many years now? Two, three, four? What, maybe, what, maybe three and a half or so? We should look back to see when Reggie first started. Do you remember when you started? No? I'm glad it was that important to you. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto. See how, see how I raised my voice there before? And they, I was watching the levels. They were still in the good spot. I was just checking you. All right, here we go this time. <laughs> here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is put in a blah, blah, a new. <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Okay. <laughs> I have to at least do the, the, the beginning part without any stumbles. That has to always sound professional. All right, here we go again. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. But more importantly, get out there and spread the word. Send a link, send a message. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anybody that you know who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty, your devotion, and that little extra effort, oh, it just, it makes you feel warm inside, doesn't it? Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget, you can go to WGNRadio.com, hit the prompt for this podcast, and find all previous i hope they're all there in the vault somewhere hidden buried 285 previous episodes we've been doing this for a while now folks this is our fifth year in fact we'll be starting year six soon but they're there so if you want to find out what we've been talking about for all this time and gives you a hint as to where we're going in the future 
You have some free time. Binge away. They're sitting there waiting for you. There's always something good in there. Welcome to episode 286. So uh, recently, uh, my wife and I went on a uh, a little vacation slash getaway to one of my favorite places, uh, certainly in the United States, and that is Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there before. It's not uh, a destination that is uh, top of the mind, I think, for a lot of people. Certainly a lot of people, at least in the United States, you know, go to Florida, you know, uh, warm places, you know. But uh, Lake Tahoe uh, is really a very beautiful area. If you're not, I mean, my wife and I go there just to chill. For me, it's a chill place. Some people, when they go on vacations or just get away for a weekend or something, they always need to be busy. And I am I am that way. Uh, I usually have a huge list. In fact, <laughs> on our honeymoon, uh, <laughs> I think my wife was like, uh-oh, wait a minute. Is it, too, is, it, is it too late to get out of this? She hasn't changed her mind after 31 years, but still. Uh, <laughs> I think she was a little, I think she was a little shocked, uh, even though we've known each, we'd known each other for, for quite a while before we got married, we met in high school. So we were, we'd known each other for 10 years. So it certainly wasn't like, uh, you know, who is this person? But, uh, you know, even before, even as, even if you date for a long time, or if you know somebody until you live with them, you don't know all of their quirks, all of their habits. You will soon find them out because you can't keep those hidden uh, forever if you're going to live a life without uh, without being under stress or, or trying to feel like you're not being yourself. But this, I don't think, was a major... I uh, wasn't hiding anything, but uh, I think it maybe gave her a little insight into what makes these wheels turn, which is a little scary at times. I don't, I don't think she was ready for it. We actually hadn't traveled a lot uh, before we got married. We didn't go on a lot of trips. Nowadays, people are, are traveling all over the place, uh, whether they're married or not. We didn't really do that. We were younger. You know, we didn't really have the disposable income. We were, we were you know, we met in high school and we were, uh, going to college and then, uh, you know, out of college or first job. So we didn't have a lot of disposable income. And we didn't, uh, we weren't even, we did not stay together, in fact, from when we met until we got married those 10 years. Uh, we did break up for, for a while and then got back together. Um, so, as I said before, we didn't, um, we didn't have, uh, we didn't travel a lot together, but so when we went to our, uh, we went on our honeymoon. We went to London for our honeymoon. Always wanted to go to London all my life. So we, I'm like, if we're going to go anywhere uh, uh, for this special occasion, I wanted to go to a place that I always wanted to go to, and that was London. And so did she. She's actually, I mean, she's not British per se, wasn't born there, doesn't speak with an accent or anything, but her heritage is actually in the U.K., 
And so, um, so she wanted to see it as well. But uh, when, we, when, we, when we got to London and we got to our hotel room, I pulled out uh, several sheets. We were there for about, what, maybe 10 days. And I pulled out a sheet, several sheets of those, the, the extra long, you know, the extra long yellow legal pads. There's the yellow legal pad. And then there's the one, I don't even know if they still make them, but it's a little longer. I had the one that was a little longer, and I had several pages of places and sites that we had to see, either things that I've always wanted to see uh, or things then that I had done some research on. And don't forget, this is you know several decades ago. This was going to the library and getting the Fodor's travel book and other travel books not we couldn't just go online there was no there was no such thing as going online i know that sounds crazy for some people there was a time when it wasn't that long ago when you just couldn't go online there was a time believe it or not folks that people didn't even have a laptop in their house it, it's it's really strange i mean if you think about the last uh what maybe 35 years Let's go back five years in the mid '80s. That famous 1984 commercial that um, that Apple did with the with the with the home computer, which really kind of ushered in the revolution. But it still took a while for the average person to have a computer at their home to really justify and see the real need for it. It wasn't until you know the mid '90s where everybody had one, and uh, and obviously then the internet just jump-started everything but uh, it's really it's crazy how it's really not that long ago and yet it's it, it seems like it's such a integral part of our society and our daily lives and yet it really wasn't the case just 30 years ago 35 years ago not that long ago but anyway so i had this uh several sheets of of you know sites and places and uh, and things that we had to do and see in London. And I am proud to say that we nailed them all. And there were quite a few on that list. But when she when, when, when that first day, I pulled this list out and she just kind of looked and I said, okay, okay, there, there will be, you know, we, in my view, we only, we only had 10 days to get all these done. So we had to, I mean, we had to cram a lot in. I mean, you think 10 days is enough or a lot? It might be, but not when you're traveling with me. I like to do things. I like to see things and get out there and do things. And so I had the, these several pages. I still have them, in fact. I kept them because it became the, the running joke. Uh, I have them with all of our honeymoon stuff. And uh, so I had these several pages of... <laughs> of legal pads with just all these places to see. And I was like, okay, let's go chip, chop, chop, chop. No lollygagging. That's become the, the kind of inside joke with us when we go on vacation, no lollygagging. There will be no lollygagging. We have, we have, here's the date. Here's our day today. So then when I had this, I had this massive list so then when I got to London, I, I, you know, I, was, I had the maps and get, I was talking to some people to figure out. So then I had to, every night, the night before, I had to 
strategize like well what were we going to go see today in terms of what was close to you know what was close to each thing so we were walking and you know we were we weren't you know taking cabs a lot we took the underground a few times but we were walking quite a bit i always like to walk a city when i go to visit it to really uh take it all in and experience it i like to walk a city to see the people to see the sights and to uh, to get a sense of the vibe of the city as well. And that's why I love New York so much, is because you can walk into so many different parts of New York and it's almost like a different place everywhere you go. Same thing with London. Huge city, lots of different neighborhoods, lots of, lots of different areas, lots to see, and uh, you really get a sense for it to the point where I'm, I'm very comfortable walking around knowing the streets because, because uh, I, I, we've, we've walked so much and we've been to London several times uh, now, uh, and as well as in New York and a lot of other cities too around the country, where I uh, I, I I I know where I'm going. I I, I know what streets and, and a lot of times I must be I must uh, either project the the impression that uh, I know where I'm going or that I'm from there because many people, while I'm just standing on a corner, will come up to me and ask me how, where do I do you, excuse me how do I get to. So I must look like a, a native of a lot of the cities that I'm from. I don't know. But I, I, when, when, there's a, when there's a place I really like, I like to explore it and I like to walk the city. I don't like to just jump in a cab or, or you know, jump you know, somewhere else and be driven there and just dr- jump out, go to a place and jump back. No, no, I like to walk there. So I was like, hey, there will be no lollygagging here. And that's become our joke. But um, So I was like plotting out our next day. But when she saw the the the... the <laughs> those Lego pads you kind of looked and like okay what am I getting what have I gotten myself into uh yeah no uh, now you know with time certainly I have I have mellowed a little I would assume I think on when we go on vacation but I'm still like okay let's go let's go let's go lots of places to see (laughs) but that first time she I think she thought we were like oh this will be nice we'll just be strolling the streets of London and and you know, we just got married, and it was going to be this kind of. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I've got, I've got. Is you, if, if you listen to me with any kind of regularity, you know, I love a good list. I love to make a list, and there's nothing better in life. There are few things better in life, more fulfilling in life, than not only making your list but crossing stuff off after you've made the list. Oh, oh, oh! What a feeling. What a feeling. Oh, nothing like it. I have daily lists. I've talked about this. I have daily lists every day. I have a little post-it note, and I write out what I'm doing, and I usually get like a week. I go a week, in, I go the week ahead, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then, oh, it's nothing better than crossing stuff off. And that, I, I think this actually might have been I always, I always, I made mental lists, but I think when, when I was on our honeymoon and I started to create our little itineraries every day and then cross them off, you know, as we, as we saw them each day, that may have been the birth of my daily kind of list. I saw, I saw how well it worked, how nothing fell through the cracks when you have a list. And how I was able to see all these things that I always wanted to see and wanted to see while I was there. 
And we accomplished them only because I had my list. It was like, oh, no, we have. Oh, wait a minute. We haven't gone here. Got to go there today. Boom. And I think I may have, after, after I saw the efficiency of the list system and how it really organizes your life and, and allows you to get things done that you want and need to do and so that nothing falls through the cracks, uh, I, nothing fell through the cracks there after in, the, in those 10 days. And I think that is when I really incorporated the list into my daily life. At least in a in a daily way, I always made lists. Certainly, when I was at work and things, maybe I jot things down. Here's the things I need to get to do today. But now, I mean, I I have a daily list. Boom, boom, boom. That goes at least a week in advance. So yeah, uh, when I go on a vacation, there's no question that uh, I like to get out and experience and see things. Um, but to get back to my original thought, um, Lake Tahoe is a spot where I like to just chill. We certainly have things we do there, but I'll be honest with you, there's not a big list when it comes to being there. Uh, I just like to soak up the atmosphere. It is gorgeous. It is relaxing. It is serene. Um, We do a few activities, but on a daily basis, we just kind of chill. We just kind of... Uh, I love mountains. Having been born and raised and lived in in Illinois and the Chicago area my entire life, uh, you know, it, it's flatland and it's uh, cornfields and uh, not a lot of mountains in Illinois. <laughs> not a lot of mountain ranges. And so... When I discovered the mountain ranges of the West and the Rocky Mountains and then Tahoe, the Sierra Mountains, uh, the Sierra Nevadas, uh, and other places around the world that I've seen and in the country, uh, I just love mountains. And I love lakes and rivers around the mountain. I just love the scenery of that. Uh, I, you know, Having been born and raised, as I said, in a major urban setting, I really enjoy, as much as I love going to big cities, and I've been to many of the, some of the major cities all around the world, and, and love that, don't get me wrong, but I also like to just, at times, get away from it all and chill and just uh, admire nature and, and get uh, enveloped and consumed and engulfed by nature and, and open myself to it. And, and, and that means relaxing and taking it all in. And it sort of would go against my, my personality, maybe, because as I said, no lollygagging. But when, when I go to Lake Tahoe, I lollygag. I force myself to lollygag. And after the first day or so, uh, there's no effort. I'm completely immersed in the lollygagging philosophy out there. So I love to go to Lake Tahoe. And... Um, and we, we go there in the summer and fall. We don't even go there to ski. Obviously, it's a, it's a major ski area, as is the Colorado area. And I, I, I love Colorado as well for the same reasons. Same thing. Go to Colorado for that same kind of re-energizing and that, uh, that serenity and that beauty. And once again, surrounded by the Rocky Mountains. I've gone to, to Colorado a few times in the winter and during ski season, 
but um, but you go in there in the summer or fall, and it's so less crowded, and uh, and so it's it's not as hectic, and you just can really appreciate the um, the nature and your surroundings. So those are like those are the the types of places I love to go to a big city, and I do all the time. But then I also like to counter that with some nice chill time and um lake tahoe is certainly one of my favorite chill places and all you have to do is go online and and hit lake tahoe the area that we go is called incline village it's just outside of lake tahoe it's right there it's on the lake but uh but it's just it's just gorgeous and uh and i like going there in the in the in the in 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 the fall too just because the colors are changing and the, the 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 weather is a little uh you know it's not hot and it's not cold yet it's i i'm 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 a i'm a hoodie guy i like the hooded sweatshirt kind of um of weather you know i like the light jacket kind of weather and uh and, and when we usually go there in october or so sometimes like that it's uh it's just perfect sun is out but not too hot uh still can go swimming and yet I mean, not in the lake, in a pool, you know, at a hotel. But um, if the if the if the water the pool is heated, even though it's cold outside, yes, it is a little cold when you step out. <laughs> but uh, but man, is it nice when you're in there. But anyway, uh, so Lake Tahoe is one of my favorite places, and we recently went there uh, last month. And uh, in fact, the even though the funny thing is the the way i even discovered lake tahoe because as i said before it's it's mostly a ski area that's what it's known for although it was always known as this you know this kind of getaway spot from vegas that's what's kind of interesting about lake tahoe as well especially you know in in when vegas began to emerge as this kind of uh, adult playground uh, you know, in the in the forties and fifties, and certainly in the sixties. Uh, well, then, then Vegas got to be too much, and then it started to expand because then it got too crowded. At first, it was this kind of hideaway, and then all of a sudden, Vegas started to get very cosmopolitan and the Strip and everything, and then it got it so crowded. So then, people wanted a little getaway from Vegas. Vegas began as a getaway. Out of out nowhere in the in the deserts of Nevada, and then they needed another getaway from the getaway, and so a lot of the celebrities, especially, you know, uh, you know, wanted to get away from all that, uh, and so then Lake Tahoe and these other kind of areas close to Vegas, but yet far enough away from Vegas and kind of tucked away in the woods like that in the wilderness uh, was kind of a once again a beautiful area and this gorgeous lake. Um, and so it became a very, uh, you know, popular kind of getaway for celebrities. And you can still see the remnants of old Tahoe uh, as if you drive around. And, 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 and yeah, sometimes Tahoe is so close to the California border, you go into California. There's a town called Truckee, which is in California, which is kind of a cool little area, and some other places. And sometimes you just you're up, up. Oh, we're in, we're in California, a two state trip. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the way I actually discovered Lake Tahoe 
was, as not too surprising, uh, through pop culture and entertainment. Surprise, surprise, right? I, when I think about how much my life has been um, influenced by pop culture and entertainment, I, 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 never, I, I didn't realize it as it was happening. But now, as I sort of look back, I'm like, wow, so much of what I've done, so many things I've, I've enjoyed and experienced are because I was first introduced to them through forms of entertainment. The first time I ever went to New York was actually on our first anniversary. We went to London for our honeymoon. On our first anniversary, we went to New York. And that was the first time I was ever in New York. And the first place I wanted to go was the Carnegie Deli in New York, this famous delicatessen in New York on 7th Avenue and 57th. And the reason I wanted to go there was because I saw it in a Woody Allen film from 1984 called Broadway Danny Rose. And it, it, there was several scenes in the Carnegie Deli and outside of it with the sign and... The mood and the, the film was in black and white, and the mood he created and the vibe there. And I'm like, oh, I got to see the Carnegie Deli. I've got to see the Carnegie Deli. And the first place, no, when I got to New York the first time, it was, I did not, the first place I went was not Central Park. It was not the Statue of Liberty. The, it was not the Empire State Building. The first place I went to in New York was the Carnegie Deli. And it was kind of ironic that ultimately I saw this Carnegie Deli in 1984 in a movie. And about 13 years later, I had my picture up on the walls in the Carnegie Deli. So that was kind of a, a very cool, who could have imagined that? But that was the first place I went because I saw it in this movie. S- same as Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe got on my radar screen. Not because I knew somebody who went there, not because my family traveled there. And I, the, the way I was intrigued and attracted and drawn to Lake Tahoe, and maybe some of you already guessed what I'm going to say, because you know this, uh, this fact or this scene as much as I do, perhaps, but if you watch the great film, The Godfather Part Two, Part Two. It opens up, the film starts at this huge compound that Michael Corleone, the son of Vito Corleone, who is now the head of the Corleone family, has moved from New York to Nevada to try to become, in quotes, legitimate by owning casinos. Owning real businesses, not being, you know, no, it wasn't, it wasn't legit, but as much as Michael Corleone could get legit, right? But they moved the entire thing to Nevada, and Michael had this huge compound in Lake Tahoe. And so the beginning of the film, and throughout the movie, you see there's this beautiful compound, which apparently was just sold a few years ago for several million dollars. And it's changed since the movie. The I mean, movie was made in 19, you know, came out in 1974. So I'm sure it was filmed in 73 sometime. So it's been, you know, almost 50 years ago. So it's changed over. But it did sell for several million dollars. It's gorgeous. 
and it actually was online. You can see the way they they uh, they redecorated it. But there were there were some still some of the external the exteriors especially and some of the interiors that were the same from when they filmed the movie there. But the lake and the mountains looked so gorgeous in that film, especially in that first scene when they're having this big, I believe it's a communion party or a confirmation party. One, I think it's, maybe it was confirmation. Um, or it might be communion. I'm not sure now. Good question. I have to go back and watch it. Always love to watch Godfather Part Two. The the sun is uh, is shining on the mountains and the lake, and I, I've seen that movie so many times, and I said, wow, you know, I know that Lake Tahoe is not a spot that is like a near, like immediately off on the, on the top of people's heads as places to go, but it looked so gorgeous and so serene once again, and, and I love the mountains. And there was snow on them in the in the pic, you know in the film too. And there's the the gorgeous lake. And I was like, wow, I would love to go to Lake Tahoe. And so early in the 2000s, we finally got there. And after I went there one time, I was sold on it. And we've gone back there many, many, many times since. And that is sort of my place to, as I said before, it's my little escape to go there. And uh, you, you basically to get there, it's not hard. You, you, you can. I mean, you, if you wanted to drive, that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to drive because I have to go through the mountains. <laughs> but you, it's very simple. You fly into Reno, and uh, and then Lake Tahoe is like maybe 45 minutes, 50 minutes outside of the uh, outside of the airport in Reno. So it's not very hard to get to, and. Uh, Wow, I just love going there. So we went there uh, last month for a week or so, about a week, and um, and just chilled out. Did a little horseback riding. I love. I like. I mean, I'm not a horse. I'm not a horseman by any means. Uh, I don't. I don't ride horses here in Chicago area when I'm home. But when I do go out somewhere on a vacation where. It is a little more rustic and rural. I will go horseback riding. Now, once again, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not galloping. I'm just going on trails, you know, but I still, I love horses. They're so beautiful, so majestic, and, I, and, and, uh, and they're so smart. I just, I just love them. And so we did do a little horseback riding, but we just kind of chilled and, uh, and just enjoyed the atmosphere and, uh, and the vibe out there. And, it was, and going on this horseback trail was, was beautiful as well. Um, but uh, we didn't do a ton of stuff. We don't do a lot of stuff activity-wise. We just kind of hang, you know? And it's nice to just hang sometime, especially when you're like me. Like Most of the time when you go on a vacation, you have the several pages of the yellow legal pad filled with places that you must see. So it is quite, quite, quite a different experience to go on a vacation with me and just chill, some people, if you've never gone on a vacation with me before, you might think, wow, this guy doesn't like to do anything. No, no, that's not the case. You, t- you take me someplace, uh, you know, that is, that's an urban setting or something like that. And uh, believe me, I've got my lists. I always have my lists, but not when I get to Tahoe. When Tahoe, the lists are thrown away. It's like, whatever you want to do, man, 
I don't even look at a clock. What I don't even, you know, I, I always will wear a watch, but uh, now it's like, hey, whatever, whatever. Sometimes my wife, for a couple days, two, three days in a row, all we'll do is we'll go down to the beach at the lake and play Scrabble for five or six hours, just soaking in the atmosphere, looking at the mountains and hearing the water and looking at the water and just playing games. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you saw... Now, counteract that with the guy that's got the legal pads filled with things you can't believe that this, this same guy would sit down for five or six hours and play Scrabble for two or three or four times a week. Just going down to the... But that's what we do sometimes. I'm a complex person, folks. What can I say? Unpredictable. Many facets, many layers to this onion called Elton Jim. <laughs> but anyway... The main thing I wanted to talk about was while we were on this trip, but once again, I'm not working for the, the Lake Tahoe Chamber of Commerce, but I would suggest it if you're looking for a great place to, uh, to just chill and, and really a picturesque area that's just serene. As I said, you might not have a lot. So if you, if you like to be active, it's not probably the place to go. But if you just want to just chill out, wow. I love Tahoe. So, anyway, I don't know about you, but when I go on vacation, uh, you know, it. It. I. I. I'm someone that enjoys staying in hotels. A lot of people don't like staying in hotels now, especially today, with the Airbnb. A lot of people are staying in people's homes. I'll be honest; we have not done an Airbnb thing. And I'm not adverse to it. It's just that it's not my first thought. And I think, we, I think we're going to try it. But, uh, but at the same time, you know, there are, like, when I go to certain cities and things like that, you know, I just, uh, I like to be where the action is, right in the middle of things, and that's usually in the downtown or the close to the downtown area, and there's always a great hotel there. And so I uh, I still, my first go-to is a hotel. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm more, more and more of my friends have been going to Airbnbs, and of course young people, that's, all, that's the first thing they say. I don't even know if, they, if young people stay in hotels anymore, to be honest with you. But, uh, but that's always been my go-to, so I still, we still go to hotels. And um, when, I don't know about you, but, you know, there's something about being in a hotel that's kind of cool just because it's, it's like this false reality. It's like, it's like this false reality. Um, you're, you're kind of in this different area. You're still doing the same stuff you do for the most part, but, you know, it's, it's in a different, it's a di- you're in a different room. Or rooms, right? You know, and so it, it it to me it sort of helps create the uh, the vacation as well. If you're staying in a nice place, whether it's an Airbnb kind of home, you rent a home, or in a hotel, um, you know, it's 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 something different from your daily routine. I think that's why I like staying in a hotel because if I stayed in a house, 
it would, I mean, it would certainly be different. I get that, but it wouldn't be like a hotel. There's something, there's something, there's different vibe in a hotel, right? It's, it's private and public. You go and you're in the lobby where there's a lot of action and people, and then you go up to your room where it's just you. So you can be as social or as isolated as you like. You could be within the thick of things, go to the hotel bar and go to the hotel restaurant and sit in the lobby and there's the hustle and bustle. And if you, if you, if that, if you like to get that energy and that vibe, that's there. But then if you don't want that, you can just go up to your room, close the door and not see anybody your whole time. So I think that's what's kind of cool about it. I don't know. I just, there's some, I mean, I've been traveling as, uh, since I was a young kid and we've always, you know, I mean, obviously there was no, no such thing as Airbnb those days, right? So maybe there's something about that. I just feel more comfortable and more attuned to a hotel. But uh, I think I might try the Air, the Airbnb thing soon. But anyway, when you go to a hotel, you know, uh, you walk in and you you are you're oh ah this is nice okay bye bye here's here's where I'm going to put this and blah blah blah. The one thing that you wouldn't think is a big deal, but it really is at least for me, and especially over the last several years, it really wasn't until the last four, five, six, maybe 10. I don't know. You you tell me. I'm not sure. But it's been enough now in the last several years where now it's, it's been something of a, um, of, a, of a constant kind of keep my fingers crossed kind of thing. The shower head. The shower head. Now you're saying, Jim. I mean, give me a break. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, is a shower head going to ruin your vacation? No, it's not going to ruin my vacation. But a certain kind of shower head is going to either make make me feel very comfortable and and not and be and and, and be a non-issue, or it's going to be like, oh. And when I walk into a hotel bathroom, and many times today they don't even have tubs anymore, right? They just have showers. When I walk into the shower, the first thing, you know, when I walk into the bathroom, when I get into the, when I first get into the hotel room, I will take a look around, put my bags down. I will go in the bathroom, and the first place I will look is in the shower. And I will look at the shower head. And if that shower head is one of these new, trendy, I don't know if it's new age, I don't know what the thought process behind it is, but let me just say right here, not a fan of the rain shower. You know what I'm talking about? The rain shower? That shower head that is just a round circle that sits or is attached and is parallel to the ground. Sometimes you can aim it, but not enough, not a lot. It's meant to be flat, so and then the holes in it are little interspersed with a lot of space. So the whole idea is to recreate being in the rain when you're taking a shower. 
Now, I know that if you watch, you know, Lifetime movies or Hallmark movies, it's very romantic and it's very, I don't even know, just mood enhancing to be caught in the rain, right? That's the great romantic moment is, you know, in the rain. The lovers in, in, in a rom-com or anything, they're always kissing in the rain, walking in the rain. How's that song? Walking in the rain with the one I love. Feel so fine. Ooh, I hear laughter in the rain. Everything with the rain, right? Rain is this, this great romantic setting. So somehow that has been transferred into the shower experience. Now, I am sure that, uh, you know, once again, if we're going to take the romantic thing, perhaps the whole idea, especially when people are on a vacation, who knows, maybe, you know, the hotels have done surveys that, you know, people are taking, when they're, when they're on vacation, they're kind of, they're, they're experiencing all different stuff. And so maybe people are taking showers together more. So they want the romance of the rain. I don't know. But all I know is in a lot, now it's a trendy thing in homes as well as in hotels. And it may, I always wonder if the trends of bathrooms in terms of how they are designed, you know, with different, you know, faucets and different, uh, you know, sinks and the whole design. I don't know if, if it, if it starts in bathrooms, in hotels, and then people say, wow, I stayed at a hotel and they had this basin sink. You know how many, a lot of hotels now just have this giant, it's almost like a, 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 a pot. It's just, it, it's, a, it's, almost, it's, it's not like a sink. It's, 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 it's like a basin sitting on a, on, a, on a flat surface. It's not a, an entire kind of sink with a pedestal. But it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a big ceramic bowl that's sitting on a on a on a flat surface that's that's the new trend it's been for about four or five six maybe ten years now i remember seeing that first in a hotel bathroom and then all of a sudden i've gone to people's homes and they have that i don't but i don't know is it one or the other do do bathrooms in hotels mimic what's going on in people's homes or are people mimicking what they see when they go to hotels? I don't know where the rain shower started. I don't know where the rain shower had started, in hotels or in bathroom re- renovations, but all I know is they're definitely in more hotels more and more as I go. I thought it was a trend, a fad, and I talked to you before about how I feel about fads and trends, but I don't see this one going away for some reason. Now I don't know. Do you do you have one at home? Do you have one of these rain shower heads? Maybe you like it. That's great. Don't invite me for a shower. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the sh- the rain shower shower head. Not a fan. As I said before, I like I like a hard shower. I like I like I like a, a nice hard water coming at me and i like i like i like a i like a taut stream <laughs> but uh, 
I like the I like you know I like the water to come out hard and strong. Yes, during my shower. Now the rain shower is th- th- there's not a lot of uh, of holes in the rain shower. There's there's a lot of space between it, and it never comes down hard. Plus, I like to have the water hitting me in the face, not on top of my head. Which, once again, I know you can pivot the rain, the shower head with the rain thing a little, but you can't, you can't, even when it falls out, it's not coming out hard in a, in a very strong stream. And it's, it, you know, when you tilt it, it's still, it's still, there's still too much space in between the, the rain in the water. There's too many space. When you have a nice, good old shower head where that water is just, you know, pour, pouring out at you. Even if it's individual streams, they're all shooting at, at, at top optimum speeds. That's what I like. I like the, the water hitting me in my face, you know, and, uh, and the rain thing is hitting me on the top of the head and on my shoulders. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, once again, let's talk about real life here. Don't we always run out of the rain when we're outside? Aren't we trying to walk between the raindrops, if you will? Great Donald Fagan song. We're trying to we're trying to uh, to avoid the rain when we're outside. Yet in the shower now, for some reason, this is this is the the ultimate shower experience. Apparently. I don't know if it's playing on this romanticized view of the rain from all these movies, but I don't think you get a good shower in the rain. Certainly not for one of these 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 rain shower heads. I don't feel like I'm getting wet enough. Is that, I mean, even if I'm standing right underneath it, I still don't feel like I'm getting doused. I. Look, if I'm going to be in a if I'm going to be on a in a rain shower in my rain shower head, I I don't want a drizzle. I don't want to be out in a drizzle. I need a rainstorm. I need a thunderstorm. I need a monsoon. And these these rain shower heads do not provide a there's no monsoon uh setting. I can't click, you know, drizzle uh, light, light rain, heavy rain, storm, or monsoon. If they had those settings, if they had missed, here. If you're making, <laughs> if you're making a rain shower head, if you're in the, if, if you're, you know, you're mowing or Kohler, whoever makes these things. Okay, folks, I'm giving you. This is free. This is this is this is just this is. If you want, if you want my business. This is what you got to do for these rain showers. It can't be just one setting. Because the setting that I'm feeling in most of these rain shower heads is maybe medium drizzle. That's not enough. I need heavy rains or monsoon. That's what I need. If if it's if it's not pouring, if it's not raining, you know, there should be another setting raining buckets i need raining buckets or monsoon those are my settings 
Now, if you wanted to, you know, if you, I know you're dealing with the with the large range of the public here, Mister Mister Kohler, Mister Moen, whoever makes these shower heads. So once again, maybe you have set. Why doesn't the rain shower have different settings of rain? You know, we, your your shower head has different settings. You know, the wand, the wand that we have now which I have in my shower. I love the wand. A, it's got all these settings. B, you can hold it and you can get to, you know, all different areas, front and back and under. <laughs> but um, but then what I don't like about it, because I am kind of fastidious, I don't like that hanging coil. Oh, it drives me crazy. It looks so messy. It's always hanging. It's not, it's always, it doesn't, I, I, mean, I wish there was a way that you can have the wand without the coil. I know you can't. I know it's an impossibility. It goes against physics. I get it. But I love what the wand provides, but I hate the coil that the wand is connected to. I wish there was a way that we could have the wand without the coil. I know we can't. But if, but if you're out there mowing and colder people, if you can find a way to provide the same access and the same settings uh, that the wand provides without that coil, but I, it's impossible, right? Because you're moving it around. I get that. So that's what drives me crazy. I love the wand. I love the fact ours has like the little the little magnet on it, so you put it back up there, then it's right back where you want it. You tilt it perfectly. You put it on. I'm not sure which setting. I have sort of like I have the the, the massage as well as so it's like there's two there's two forces of water coming out of my shower when I take a shower. On the outer side, there's the fast, and then in the middle, it's even more intense. I think that's the massage one. So there's like it's not all massage. There's outer, and then there's right in the middle. The water comes fly is really strong. So I've, I've got two settings in one. Oh, I'd love that. But so if you're if you're gonna make this rain shower head, let me offer this free gratis. This is this is just for me to say uh, this is my idea. Go with it because uh, I'd rather you know I'm, you guys are gonna make the money off of it. But at least when I go to a, to a hotel and they have the bad shower rain shower head at least i'll know i could still get a shower because i was here the last week you know when we were there in lake tahoe and i had this shower rain shower head and i was not happy with my showers i felt like i was showering longer to get as clean and and even just the water hitting me the way it was hitting me was not strong enough it was like a drizzle and i did i don't like to shower in a drizzle i need a monsoon so what i would say is if you want to have something that appeals to the masses i get it that's fine this this rain shower head is the trendy thing okay but at least have some settings on it why does it not have any settings it's just okay this is it you get rain shower this this steady beat no 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 let's have a mist you know that's not bad like like dew if you want to do the whole weather thing maybe there's dew where it just a little when maybe when you first start it's just like a little mist that comes on you right and then drizzle 
We stay outside when it drizzles. We don't run out. When it drizzles, we stay outside. Remember when I was a kid, we played baseball when it was drizzling. You still play baseball. You can still do things when it drizzles. But then when it starts to rain at a steady pace, that's when you start to dodge the raindrops, right? And you want to get out of there. So even a drizzle. So let's do mist and drizzle. And then your main one might be steady rain. That might be the the middle setting, and that may be the preferred setting. Steady rain. But now I need more. Because when I'm in the rain outside, I want to get out of steady rain. But when I'm in a shower, I want to get wet. So I need then, so there's mist, there's drizzle, there's steady rain, and I propose two more settings. Five is a nice number. Two more settings. Raining buckets. (laughs) And then... For the heavy duty, I want monsoon. I I bet you I if I if I walked in there uh, to a hotel shower with that rain shower head, I guarantee you I would go right to raining buckets and most likely after a while go to monsoon. Those would be my two settings. So that's my hope: is that if these rain shower heads are going to stay, we at least need some different settings. Now, you might remember the uh, the Seinfeld episode, classic Seinfeld, of when uh, to save water in his building, Jerry's building went to low-flow showerheads. And, the, and the, the, the running gag was, low-flow? I don't like the sound of that. And, and, and sure enough, what was so funny about it was that Kramer and Jerry and Newman's hair they couldn't get they couldn't get like the they couldn't get the shampoo out of their hair. Their all their hair was flat because they couldn't get a good flow out of their shower heads. If you remember then Newman and and uh, Kramer go to get some black market you know shower heads like silkwood Newman says you know, I think they get the Commando 450. I think that was what it was called. You know, and then, you know, Kramer puts it on and, and, and the water blows them out of the tub, blows them out of the shower. That's what I want. I want the Commando 450. I don't want no low flow. I don't like the sound of that. These rain shower heads give you low flow in my, I, first of all, as I said before, I don't like getting hit from the top of my head when I'm taking a shower. I like it in my face and I need power i need strength and these rain things are steady rain at best and sometimes they're a drizzle i can't do it i need power and 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 to that point about the seinfeld episode yeah i want i want to make sure that all of the soap and shampoo is gone this rain thing this top falling off the top on the top of my head is it does not do it. I have to make an effort to get rid of all of that. Whereas if you have a nice, powerful shower head, the shower head does the work. When I'm taking a shower, I don't want to do the work. I want I want the water to do the work. I don't want to do the work. So I don't know where this is going. Maybe hopefully this fad will die out and we'll get back to a time where 
you know, people want a nice, a nice hard flow because low flow ain't doing it for me. But I've been finding more hotels and it doesn't even need to be like snazzy, jazzy hotels. Even, you know, I when I go to a lot of these concerts and I go, uh, you know, different cities, I'm not staying at, uh, you know, the Four Seasons. I'm in and out. I'm I'm mostly going to a concert one night. I go to the show and I leave the next morning. So I'm I'm not even in the, in the hotel room for 24 hours. So I'm not going to some ritzy ritzy ditzy places. But even in some of the you know the the midline hotels, they're all doing this rain shower head. They think it's trendy. They think it's romantic. I don't know what the thought process is. It may sound to me the rain shower head sounds better than it really is. Oh, I'm sure the thought of that was like, well, wouldn't it be nice if we had a shower head that was like the rain? Oh, right. Everybody loves the rain. Oh, yeah. No, I need a waterfall. I want Niagara. If we're going to have some kind of outdoor water thing, if we're going to replicate an outdoor water for our shower head, it's not a drizzling rain. It's raining buckets, it's monsoon, or now that I'm thinking about it, even more than that. Give me another. I'll, you know what? I, I, want six, I want six settings now. You got your mist, you got your drizzle, you got your steady, you got your buckets, you got your monsoons, and then the piece de resistance I would want is waterfall. If you gave me waterfall, then I would happily sit right under it. And not worry about it. But as steady rain, it ain't doing it for me. I either need a monsoon or on second thought, if that shower head is going to sit there just on top of my head, unable for me, unable to move it, then I need a waterfall setting. It should say Niagara on it. That's what I want. So if you have a rain waterfall, uh, rain, water, you know, showerhead in your home, and you like it, that's great. More power to you. Just don't invite me over, or if you do, know that I'm going to complain about your shower. If you're a hotel person, please put, put in a sh- the, the Go with the wand. The wand, this way, the wand is for everybody. You could have your drizzle, you could have your steady rain, or you can have your Commando 450. So I would say hotels, yes, I get it. The wand is messy looking. It can be very un, un, unwielding to use. That, that damn coil gets in the way and it slams on the tile. I get it. It's not, it's not, it's not the perfect of engineering, but my gosh, it provides a great service. So you, you, there's a trade-off there. If I was, if I was a hotel, hotelier, if you will, I would not have the rain showerhead. I would have the wand. Now, once again, I'm sure that it may be, you know, this idea, romantic, oh, trendy, oh, rain, oh, like you're in a, the tropical forest. No, no, no. That's, it sounds good on paper. But when you're in that shower, it ain't getting the job done. So in a home, I would say wand or at least multi. If you're not going to go with the wand, 
because it's unwielding, fine. If you're going to have a shower head, a permanent shower head, it should have at least two or three different settings of any kind. And if you have a rain shower head, I don't know if they make them. I haven't seen them yet. If they do have rain settings, then it, they, I, 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 would, I would suggest more than just that one steady rain. Can't do it. Monsoon, bu- buckets, monsoon, and Niagara waterfall. That's those, I need that. So in a home, if you're going to do the trendy rain, showerhead rain thing, try to find one that maybe has some other settings. If not, I would say I would put the wand in or at least a shower head that has a couple of settings so that if you do have any, you know, some, some guests over, they can set it to what they want. But hotels, you definitely. You're, you're there to please the masses. Give me some water pressure that's going to clean me, that's going to hurt me, <laughs> or that's going to douse me. I want to I I be drowning. I want to be waterboarded. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I just I just thought of a new setting. Okay, wait a minute. Maybe we need we need more settings. <laughs> we have mist. We have drizzle. <laughs> we have steady. That's for the wimps. That's for the little kids, right? If you're in a house or you're in a hotel, you got your sh- your rain shower head. That's fine. Mist. Drizzle and steady rain. That's for the, the, the little kids or the wimps. But for the serious shower takers, then we got to have a whole other set of settings. After steady rain, then there has to be cats, you know, buckets slash cats and dogs, right? It's either raining buckets or it's raining cats and dogs. Not sure where that came from, but that's a phrase. So I'll give you either one. It's raining buckets or it's raining cats and dogs. So that could be a slash, right? That's one setting, though. Buckets slash cats and dogs. Um, <laughs> monsoon. Niagara. Or wow. This is the ultimate. This is the piece de resistance. This is for the real serious shower taker. The final setting. Waterboarding. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Don't forget, every Monday a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget, send a link, send a message, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 286. I'm Jim Toronto. I'm here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Hey, the Thanks. super's in my bathroom changing my shower head. Have they changed your shower head? No, he's doing mine next. They're low flow, you know. Low flow? Well, I don't like the sound of that.